Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I always tell everybody it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People talk about gifts. They talk about passion. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My guest today is Kel Mitchell. He's a two-time Emmy Award-nominated actor, comedian, and youth pastor right there. That's what we're all about on the show. Blessed mode today, y'all. Kale is currently executive producing and appearing in the new iteration of the beloved Nickelodeon series, All That, bringing him full circle to the original award-winning show that was his big break. The franchise paved the way for many spinoffs, but Mitchell, but Mitchell currently is hosting several heartwarming series. I, I just happened to catch him on Saturday. You know, <laughs> I said, what this boy? This boy doing this too? Tales of Valor, which looks at true stories of service animals working to challenge, to change people's lives, and the educational program Best Friends Forever, which reveals the true stories of dogs who are best pals, not only with humans, but with a variety of different other. Like I remember like, I remember I saw the episode with like a it was a dog and a duck or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> was the, one was like a pig and a cat. It was like I, I was like, what the I'm saying, man. Yeah, you might I'll be watching your butt. I'll be watching you, man. I'll, I'll be on top of your game. Do you come on my show? I know Rashawn busy. No, 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 not for my boy Kale. That's why people hey. come on my show, man. They trip. They said, man, I can't believe you read all this stuff. And they can't believe I read their book. They can't believe I watch their TV series. But like I said, when I see, I've known you a long time, man. Yeah. And, and and that whole journey has been a, such a blessing to me. As we continue mm-hmm. this conversation, he's done so many things. But most importantly, he's on the show to talk about his new book, Blessed Mode. I know you heard about Beast Mode. That's my man. Football. This is blessed mode. And blessed mode yeah. is a special thing. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Master Class, Kale Mitchell. How you doing, Kale? Hey, blessed up. What's up? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you something. The last time we talked, Kale, I was supposed mm. to be coming to LA because you were gonna have a good burger pop-up. Remember that? That's right. And That's I didn't right. make it, man. I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to come out there, man. And now you know the pandemic and just slayed us all. And yeah, we, man, we're afraid and everything. But we're gonna talk about that because that's a great chapter in your book about the pandemic in 2020 yep. and how it enabled you to communicate with youth. So p- yeah. pandemic was a breakthrough. It may have seemed like be a, a, a curse or an enemy to many. But it allowed you to reach a lot of people in a time of need. This book is brilliant, everybody. But let me read something from the book here I want to talk about. Uh, you know, hey. I, I read it. This is from the book. My dream is to create a community of people all over the world who love God and want to share his power with others. As we read through this 90-day devotional together, you can share what you're connecting you by most using the above hashtag on all social medias. You know, that's blessed mode, hashtag. He wants to blow this thing up on the internet with God's power and blessing, his son, Jesus Christ. Because there are so many ways you can engage in this book. And I'm going to tell you this, you know, there's so many ways, uh, even that chapter when he asked people to plank, you know, I say, okay, now. okay, now, because I'm, 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 I got a lot of things to talk about him, because that, that I've never had a book with a trailer. 
He got a book with a trainer, okay? <laughs> this is Kale Mitchell. If Kale Mitchell gonna drop a book, it ain't gonna be regular, y'all. It ain't gonna be regular. But it's time hey, to make God. It's time to make God part of your everyday life and to receive all of the blessing he has for you. Amen. Press start button in three, two, one. Bless mode. <laughs> Kale Mitchell, what's up, my friend? Tell us, man. What's, what's going on? What's up? I'm happy to be here. Come on now. You know, we fam, so I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we, we, we always want to, it's a journey to get here, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, and just let's, tell, let's talk a little bit about your journey because, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Hollywood, the focus is always the opportunity to be on the screen, the big screen, and you had all that success, and you continue to have all that success. At what mm-hmm. turn, what turn in that whole journey, Kel Mitchell, it wasn't mm-hmm. enough? Hmm. Uh, uh, enough. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say enough. I feel like in life, uh, you have to always be willing to learn yes, sir. from everything. I'm always saying that there's no mistakes. There's just lessons. Yes, sir. And I feel like there's always a different level. You should never get to a point in your life where you're feeling like, I know it all. Mm-hmm. I got it all together. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about it is, is that uh, the one who designed us and the one who made this world is our Heavenly Father. And there's mm-hmm. so much uh, vastness for us to see, so much for us to understand, um, for us to go inside, not just on the outer and the natural, for us to go inside and really find ourselves, our spiritual selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it was a, the, my journey was a lot of that. Like really finding my purpose and uh, finding the meaning of life and uh, making sure life is meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that I'm present in everything and I'm not just moving on autopilot. I'm actually present and meeting everybody for a reason. So uh, that's really what it was for me to really just kind of just change my life around. So anything that I went through, whether it was uh, addiction, sadness, depression, all those different things. When I look back now, it's testimonies now. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's mm-hmm. testimonies for others. And uh, I think that's just a, a, a beautiful thing to be transparent so that you can help others. I mean, that's what it is in the Bible. In the Bible, it's books of everyone's right. stories, their ups and downs right. and how faith brought them through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's up to us to help young brothers and sisters and and just, you know, uh, our friends and, and people that uh, don't feel like they want to express like that, right. but need to. Right. You, know? you know, it's really interesting because um, uh, your journey, I feel, is similar to mine. Because I say that because, mm-hmm. you know, I managed Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey and I was tied to the hip for like 16 years. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we built some incredible things together, events, television series, uh, live productions, comedy tours. That was me and him. And then yeah. when in 2016, when I stopped managing, try to do my own thing, then, you know, people were still kind of comparing me to what Steve was doing versus what I was doing. And I say that's why I say our journey is similar because, you know, I had to because it's a chapter called Believe in your yeah. in, and it, and you said that's the most important chapter in your book. And mm. and in that book is tied to a song by Sounds of Blackness. You know, I believe. And off, before the show started, we were jamming off of it together. I believe yes. I believe rocking and rocking. And because I knew that the decision I made in my life and the decision you made in your life when Keenan and Kel was no more together, people mm-hmm. always was 
well, he's doing this versus you doing this. But then your journey is your journey, his journey is your journey, just like Steve Harvey's journey is his journey. And my journey is my journey. So at what point were everything, the noise, when you was able to tune out the noise, to be able mm. to just settle into this is what I'm accomplishing, or you felt comfortable with what you're accomplishing in the comparison? Not saying they ever made any sense to you or bothered mm. you, but it, it, it was noise. Talk to us. Yeah, I, I would say like this, when you get to um, a point in your life where you go, uh, I really don't compare myself uh, to others. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is that when you're on uh, in the entertainment business, yes, of course, you know, uh, you're subject to public opinion. That's going to happen because you are in the, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is that, um, you know, you might have known Keenan and Kale or Kale Kimball on the television show. But do you know Kale Mitchell? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And do you know Keenan Thompson? You know what I mean? The actual, you know, person, you know, the spirit, that person. And so uh, for me, it's really about that. You know what I mean? It's all about that. And everybody's journey is different. So I root for everyone. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's never been a, a competition for me. You know what I mean? It's been, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? You know, I had to get outside of myself because if I were to name this book uh, Kale Mode, you know what I mean? It would have been a lot of like, you know, uh, anxiety or what will people think of this and other. But when you go through bless mode, it's like looking through the eyes of God. Looking mm-hmm. through the eyes of God. And mm-hmm. I had to learn that uh, a lot within this right. industry mm-hmm. where it was just kind of like what's meant for me is for me. What mm-hmm. doors are open is for me and know that you are blessed. And so uh, you're always going to everybody's journey is different. Like even when I, you know, look at my my parents' life and, you know, and I look at, you know, people that I looked up to and I'm like we're comparing my life to them. And then when my life didn't go the way that I thought it would, right. some people get into uh, a depressive way or they get into a way of like, oh, giving up. Right. But no, that's, that's the time when you go to God and go, oh, God tells you, hey, I'll throw a light on that path mm-hmm. and make your crooked path straight right. and show you I'm going to do, you're going to do it this way. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I love that. Way. I love that because, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I remember in college, you know, I went to college, I got my degree in mathematics and I went to work. That was what people told me I was supposed to do. Then I started working mm-hmm. for IBM. Then people told me that's what I was supposed to do. And then, Kel, when I said I wanted to quit and be a comedian, then it was like, that confusion sets in because that ain't in their logical plan. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the only mm-hmm. reason I brought that up because, you know, because I'm always under that comparative eye, comparative eye with Steve, and it's not a competition, you know. It, what it is yeah. is it, it cements me knowing that I've made the right decision for myself. Yes. And that's what it really is about. And then when I look at Blessed Mode, it's a book about finding your voice, finding yourself, trusting yourself, and finally believing the decision that you make for yourself is the right one for you. That was the beauty of this book. There's 90 chapters, very short chapters, and they brilliantly allow you to share some of your experiences, but also allow you to understand that they're relatable. That's what I found out about this this book about you, Kel. You're a very relatable guy. And you're a very yeah. honest guy. But in, in, uh, despite fame or fortune, I always tell people is that, you know, 
He's he's an ordinary guy. He he has the same pain. You know, he gonna ask somebody to marry just like you gonna ask somebody to marry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if he gets sick, he gonna get sick. If he gotta go to the hospital, he gotta go to the hospital. There's no Bass. there's no miracle <laughs> in kale, okay? And that's what this book is about, correct? <laughs> yeah, this book is I want everybody to know that they're are all beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, everybody is given different gifts and you were all born for a purpose right. and for a reason. Um, you know, I, sp- I speak to youth groups all over the world and I talk to different uh, kids at schools and high schools and juvie homes and things of that nature. And you'll be surprised at a lot of different uh, teens that, you know, never been shown love. Mm-hmm. Or uh, even from a family member, you know what I mean? Or just uh, being able to express themselves in the right way. And so what I wanted to do in this book was that I wanted people to see, like, God loves you. You're a part of a family. He designed you. He didn't leave you behind, you know, and in those ups and downs, God is still with you in the ups and the downs. And so you're going to be OK. And uh, really what this book is, is to give them motivation every day to go after their dreams or get through any obstacles that they're going through like Mm -hmm. we go through a lot uh in life you know what i mean in life everyone goes through things people have emotional walls that they go through and i want to let them know that they can break through those emotional walls by having faith and using their faith and that it can happen and that's another reason why i've been so transparent within the book because i want them to know hey i've been through that yes you know what i mean i've been through what you've been through i know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. i've been through it and i got through it and when i was going through it yeah it was hard for me too and I would go God why you why you got me going through this right, 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 but then right. when, when, when I got out of it though then that's when I could look back and go oh Lord that's why you had me do it mm-hmm. oh I had mm-hmm. to cut off some things in my life oh I had to be more obedient to you oh now I have a testimony and now I can help my brother that I'm talking to mm-hmm. my sister that I'm talking to my mm-hmm. friend and I'm talking to because mm-hmm. that's the point mm-hmm. that's the point we will be right back with more money making conversation with Rashawn McDonald now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. We're in such a unique business um, when I say this, Kale, and the mm-hmm. book, man, uh, you know, I say 90 chapters. First of all, it's only 205 pages, I believe. So the chapters yeah. are short. And that's a good thing because he's not trying to uh, wear you down. He's trying to give you a, a snapshot of a, of a moment. Whether the snap, snap, you know, the moment is about, uh, you know, a relationship. Your moment is about the pandemic. Your moment is about not believing in yourself. Your moment is about addiction. Something inside of you that's not right. That's what this book is about. It's about. It's a recovery book to me. And then mm-hmm. it, he 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 takes your spirit. And this is my take on it. He okay. takes your, you know, Kel takes your spirit. You know, bless mode. You're in bless mode now. Three, two, one, bless mode. Hashtag, okay, <laughs> bless mode. And so, uh, and so, in that process, when you start going through this book, he starts you out right about a personal story, which I love to do called Lights. You know, about the Firefly mm-hmm. story. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna give you no more detail for that story, man. I go, this boy, he a boy, he a player, he a player, he a player. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he, but he challenges you mentally and physically because one of his chapters he talks about planking. And if you know what planking is, in those various versions, you know, you get you lay down, you get on your elbows, and you can you can, you can <laughs> make your body parallel, you can get up on your toes on your foot, and you hold that. And yeah. I love that because that's a challenge. That's a very challenge. The door, if you fall to the floor, it's two inches or three inches. Okay. Yeah. But that, but if you stand there, 
That's what life is about. Life is about that challenge. That's how he writes this book. It's common sense challenges that can allow you, if you hold it, forever long you hold that plank moment, it can inspire you to take that motivation to your everyday life. That was smart, my brother. Talk to us about that. Thank you. Uh, it's about mental, spiritual, and physical health. We got to take care of that. We got to take care of all three. And the spiritual health uh, and working on that and the spiritual strength would definitely help with the mental and the physical. Mm -hmm. And so for me, with this book, I said, I got to have this book be different than any other devotional. Devotionals helped me out through my life when I was going on my new walk of faith. They helped me out a lot in, in, in my times of uh, studying and meditating. And I wrote, uh, read devotionals because I had a busy lifestyle, right? right? So you can get to it really quickly. But with this one, I said, you know what? What I want to do is I want to add the physical aspect because I love to work out mm -hmm. and uh, eating is very important. You know, I've had, uh, you know, seen people that, you know, are not here anymore because of medical issues and all they had to do was maybe just change the way they were eating. Mm -hmm. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Or mm -hmm. just throw a little exercise in there. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to throw all that in this book so that you can realize that this is your temple. Take care of your temple, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. God is giving you. And uh, I also added that hashtags in there as well, mm -hmm. because um, if you notice, a lot of people, they Google mm -hmm. when they're going through something. Right. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So they'll Google. So if they're going through something, they'll Google it and they'll look up hashtags on Instagrams of things about that hashtag faith, hashtag spirituality, hashtag, you know, wow. uh, endurance. Mm -hmm. And so I had them add the hashtags to after what they read so that other people will see it and they could see how they were affected by the book, how it helped them mm -hmm. and how the word of God helped them within it. And my stories helped them. Mm -hmm. And then now it becomes a community. Mm -hmm. That's what it's really about. Like, uh, you know, when I go into work now and I go into places, um, I'm meeting everybody for a reason because I know they're God's child. Mm -hmm. And we're all meeting each other for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want in this book. Bless Mode is a, is a, is a family effort. You mm -hmm. know, no matter what race, whatever, whoever you are, it's a family effort to let you know you're part of God's family. Cool. You know? I'm talking to Kale Mitchell, his book, his incredible book. Hashtag Bless Mode. Uh, see, see, he, he mentioned something real slick right there. He said, in shape now. See, see that's why <laughs> me and him stop talking. Really, That's why I get mad at him. Okay. Because he does this. <laughs> this book came with a trailer, y'all. A trailer. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I've been in the business a long time. This is probably the first book I ever saw drop with a trailer. But this is a beautiful trailer now. But this is where the mad part comes in here. <laughs> he's doing things in the trailer that make you wonder why he's not on the U.S. Olympic gymnastic team. I'm going, for real, Cam? For real, Cam? You, you know, this, that's why I always say, man, God has so many paths for us. You know, it's like, you know, they say that LeBron probably could have been a great tight end or football player. You know what I'm saying? You know, you could have been a great gymnastic. What, what I'm seeing there, brother, at your mm -hmm. age, being able to do that, I imagine what you could have done in 16, 18, 20, 20. You could have been on an Olympic team. You know, that pommel horse, I can see you. Them rings, I can <laughs> see you. That's what I took away from that. The trailer was that I saw another dimension of you. And maybe you didn't, maybe you were just doing this. I just want to, like you said, but health is important to you. But I also mm -hmm. saw that, you know, God gives us so many paths. And so the journey you take, just be committed to it. Okay. Yes. As an entertainer, you've been committed to that. But you easily could have been an Olympic gymnast or somebody who qualified for a scholarship. 
a four-year scholarship to a Division I school. And that was one of the major takeaways I had from that. So let's talk mm-hmm. about, in your book, you kind of center on that, following your path of righteousness. Talk about that. Following your path of righteousness. Righteousness is just really being obedient to God and, and thinking uh, in the way he thinks, responding in love. You know what I mean? And a lot of times that's that's hard for people. I mean, you know, it was hard for me. You know, it wasn't just easy. All of a sudden, I just I just got it. You know what I mean? I used to respond like, hey, you do me wrong. I do you wrong. Okay, revenge. You know what I mean? But now (laughs) it's a thing of it's like, no, respond to love because love kills all that all that craziness. Mm -hmm. And and the thing about it is, is that you might be on one path and you'll go through something. Mm-hmm. Right. You might go through something in your life. And when you go through it, I always say that's the time where you need to learn from it. You know what I mean? When you're going through it, because it might be another path that God wants to take you. on. You know what I mean? So don't don't get don't get uh, afraid. Don't get stressed out when it starts to look a little bleak. The thing about it is that's why we have faith. That's why we need God. We got to have faith. We got to believe in those things which we don't see yet, Mm -hmm. but we got to know we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times your mission can turn into something else. And when you learned another trade, you learned another skill, you've learned something, you can meet the love of your life. Like all these different things can happen Mm -hmm. in the storm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people get afraid of the storm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But you can't get afraid of the storm. Sometimes storms clear your path. That's what it's important. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, yeah, just to trust and have faith and uh, and not give up because I don't want people to give up, give up on their dreams, give up on life. A lot of people are doing that, Uh, giving up on just trying something new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, you got to go for it. Like that back lever. That's what you're talking about in the trailer. Uh, Within the back lever, you know, my trainer, he was doing it all the time. And I said, yo, I want to. I want to do the back lever. I want to learn how to do the back lever. Tell them what that is. Tell them what that is, the back lever. Because I saw it. You you issued it out there because I'm telling you all something. When I saw him do this, I went, you got to be kidding me, Kel. Talk to him. Tell them what that back level is. Okay, so I do calisthenics. And calisthenics is working out with, with your body, your body weight. You know, and Mm -hmm. pull-ups and rings and all those different things like that. Uh, And a back lever is when you, you know, basically get on the pull-up bar, twist your body through, and uh, now your your arms don't move, but you twist your body to the other side. You have to show them a picture of it for them to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Or go watch the trailer. Go watch the go watch the trailer. I'm I'm gonna drop the trailer (laughs) on my on my socials so you can see it, man. Because like like I said, you know, it was just a first of all, you know, I always enjoyed talking to you, kid. We've had many conversations, met in person, the radio on New York City, my boy Steve Harvey there, and you coming on the show here, man. And I've never seen you this comfortable. Mm. I've never seen you that comfortable. Why? Ooh, um, it's a piece. It's a it's a it's a piece that's there. Uh, like I said, I'm at a point now where I'm looking through God's lens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I was looking at it through Kells, it was so much like, ooh, I, it got to be this way. It got to be perfect. It got to be this. And mm-hmm. now it's just like, no, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's happening for a reason. You're meeting people for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't like go all the way like it's supposed to, you learn from it within that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it, where that I get up early in the morning. I mean, you, you've read the book, so you you know that. But mm-hmm. I take all my worries and everything or anything that I've went to sleep with that night before, like, mm-hmm. mm, uh, OK, OK. 
tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got this list of things I got to do, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it to you, Lord. So I get up in the morning and I take it to him. Mm-hmm. So I take it to him in the morning, talk about what I want to do. And the Lord just comforts me within that through the Holy Spirit. And I'm comforted. And I know my family's protected. My wife's protected. Everything's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And now I could breathe and be like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then, so by the time I get to doing interviews during the day, mm-hmm. I'm going to work during the day. I already been up. I done worked out. I done prayed. I done meditated. I'm, I'm good. And people, people, ask, cause you know, I, cause you know, reading the book, you know, I always hit some points that go, boy, he's just a younger version of me. And you know, cause I get up at four 30, Monday through Friday, I get up at four 30. And yep. I tell people that, you know, it just, you know, I'm, I'm using different terminology, but it's the same practice. You know, I'm getting up, man. And, you know, and I tell people, I don't want to get up. First of all, I tell people all the time, I don't want to get up. But it's mm-hmm. part of the process of me being able to ready myself for a successful day. If I got up at 5.30 or 6.30, it throws me off because I never had that meditation moment. I never had that moment where I was stretching or reading the newspaper or just my time. Because guess what? When you get up early like that, ain't nobody else up. Yep, that's Am the I, key. I'm telling the truth, right, Kel? <laughs> ain't nobody else up. And guess what? Don't nobody want to get up either. So you really <laughs> have your time. And so mm-hmm. that for sure, that first 30 minutes is all me. It's all yeah. me. So if I want to just sit back and just put my head back and just think about my life or think about what I'm going to do that day. And that's why I always tell my staff, I say, I'm always ahead of y'all because I've been thinking since 430. And I and when I went to bed, I, I always told myself that this is what I was going to do when I got up. I never go to bed with a blank mind. See, that's mm-hmm. why people have such a difficult time getting up because they don't know why they're getting up. I know exactly why I'm getting up. And so I know at 430 what I'm going to do. And so your book was so relatable to me, Kel, and it's going to be so relatable to so many people out there. I just wanted to take time to bring on the show, let you know I appreciate you writing, hashtag bless mode. And hey. brother, uh, I'm going to drop that video. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to you, man. I'm, I'm going to do something with an inspirational podcast. You're going to be the one of the first people I'm going to contact, man. Because this book and what you're doing with your life needs to be, you need to be, you need to be a, a worldwide mentor. Mm-hmm. And that's all, that's the reason I started Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Because I can mentor people that have connected with me in the past. New people who who heard of me but can't reach me, but now can hear my voice. I just feel people need to hear your voice, brother. It's in writing, but now it needs to be video and audio and doing it from the comfort of your home. And but you still transmitting all this great vibe, all these great blessings, Kel. Hey, amen. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I love what you're doing out here. You know what I mean? Motivating, helping. Like I said, we're all part of the same family. You know what I mean? So I I believe this is beautiful. The book book is in the stores now. Uh, Please check it out. Go get it. Bless Mode. He's showing it on the screen. If you're watching it on video, it's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, oh, oh, before I go, I got to talk about, uh, you know, your HBCU relationship, man. Yes. Resource, that's my girl over there, man. You tired? I didn't know you was an ambassador for her. Yeah, Teresa Price. Price. Come on now. That is family. We've been working together for, I want to say, about eight years now. Uh huh. Uh, Might be going on 10. No, it's about 10 years. Yeah, 10 years now. And uh, I love the Black College Expo. Mm-hmm. Ambassador for it, you know, uh, for years we give, you know, kids scholarships on the spot. All they got to do is bring their scores, their test scores. 
Uh, we're doing so much with STEM research and just so uh, it's, such, it's so amazing. Just like changing people's lives and uh, being there for them. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. I love Teresa Price. Yeah. Just Let awesome. me just tell you, it's called do. the National yeah. College Resources Foundation, which provides scholarship for students to attend HBCUs. Throughout mm. the year. This young brother right here. See, I've been knowing Teresa since 2001. She came on the radio station, man, and Steve wrote her a check for like some, some small amount of money. But <laughs> she turned that small amount of money and did her first expo, man. And uh, I've made yeah. donations to her. Uh, I think I was out there in 2018 or 2019. I was a speaker at the banquet. So, my man. Believe me, we 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 walking the same paths, Kale. We walking the same paths, man. And I want to make sure I did say that that you are inspiration to Black excellence through your work, HBCUs. That you're you're contributing to a lot of students. Millions of dollars of scholarships are being yeah. created on your emotional, spiritual, and physical behalf. Keep doing what you're yeah. doing, Kale. And I and uh, I love you, brother. And thank you love for coming you too, on my conversations masterclass. The show. <laughs> okay, if you want Lady to hear brother. this interview and see this interview, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. We will be right back with more Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with licensed tax professional, entrepreneur, and business finance manager, Laura Foos. We discussed the benefits of telling our money where to go instead of wondering where it went. But what do those multiple streams of income look like, um, though? Because I can't work any more hours in a day, let's put it that way. Right. So there has to be particular things, like you said, one of my favorite is, you know, real estate investing, because that can be making money for you while you are working. Um, or stock investing, you know, most of our retirement accounts are invested in some type of stock or mutual fund. Um, so that we have to be looking for things that can make money while we're still working. If you want to listen to this full interview with Laura Foods, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. She is a graduate of the University of Georgia. She is a proud member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and, the recent, and was also featured in the recent documentary, 20 Pearls. She is the Executive Vice President and Chief People Capital Officer of the Atlanta Braves, overseeing people initiatives of human resources for the Atlanta Braves organizations, the Major League, Minor League, and the Battery Atlanta Operations, which is over there by Truist Park. Please welcome to Money Monkey Conversations Masterclass, Dr. Doretta Rhodes. How you doing, my friend? I am good, and I have I have more news because I just added two two new departments to my um, all the work I do. So I also support corporate communications, okay. Atlanta Braves Foundation, and also community affairs. So now, the roles changed a little bit in the past month. <laughs> now is that is that now because you know you're busy. Okay, <laughs> and uh, you know you're, 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 here's the first, here's the amazing because we, Doretta, you and I, you know you you, know, you you follow me from different radio stations, and I'm a hot yes, podcast, I so do. we actually yeah. shared a stage together for an event that yeah. we did in, in in the city. But the thing that always uh, uh, attracts me to your personality is that you really want people to do better for themselves. What, yes. what and then you in the and then you in a business that that allows people to 
to do better to you know you you yeah. hire people but not all yeah. talk about that whole how did you get into that world and just give us a little history on the of the master class series that i'm creating about that whole human resources or capital people moving business that you're in okay sure and you know it's so funny i did not i didn't think i'd start my career in human resources i actually interestingly enough, have an undergraduate degree in hotel restaurant management. However, every aspect of what you do in an organization, nonprofit, entrepreneur, is dealing with people. And I had the chance to do a rotational role that then led me into doing recruiting as my first human resources job. And I would tell people all the time, I get the opportunity to try to make people's dreams come true, like get your best job and get promoted and get developed and and move forward. And that's how it started for me. And so I've always felt it important for people to be focused on development. I've also felt that it be important for leaders to focus on not only their development, but development of their people, because it's actually an honor for you to be able to lead people. And that's always been my perspective. We know the thing that has popped out lately that I've been hearing and is the is these three terms uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is DEI. Yep. Now that yeah. has always been around, to my understanding, but yes. since, since twenty twenty in the George Floyd situation, that has been pushed to the forefront of all major corporations. Can you explain yeah. to my audience what exactly is the what exactly is diversity, equity, and inclusion? I can't. And I will tell you, it has definitely been an evolution. So when I started working in the area of diversity, so let's start there. Mm -hmm. When I started working in that area, it was always talking about diversity, which is typically what people see in individuals, right? You see if I'm a female, you see if I'm a person of color. That's what diversity looks, looks at. It actually speaks to what people are when you see them, right? right? When you go a little bit further into it and you start talking about equity, it speaks to ensuring that everyone has the same equitable opportunity regardless of who you are. So, and and I have this neat little poster or neat little um, drawing that looks at equity in a different way because equity is going to look different for someone that may be a female. It may look different for someone that is a male. It just, it just is different, but equity should, be, should always be defined as individuals being able to have equitable opportunities mm-hmm. across the entire enterprise or wherever you are. Then inclusion actually speaks to belonging. Like, I feel like I belong here. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting as we begin to start having this conversation, it started out just, as I mentioned, diversity. Right. So diversity is the reality of who you are. And then equity is making sure you have equitable opportunities. And then inclusion is where we have to ensure that people feel like they belong. We know the individuals make a decision about wanting to stay somewhere because they feel like they belong. And I, and I say that because I've read many articles watching TV. They're saying that, yeah. you know, people don't want to come back to work. It, it, yep. uh, and uh, is, is it is it tied to them being uncomfortable or is it being tied to the fact that, you know, they're having problems uh, for taking care of their kids or the fear of COVID? What is driving that whole run? Because you see you're at the front lines. If you can say that nurses yeah. at the front line of COVID, you're at the front line of hiring. So yeah. not only hiring everyday 40 hour week people, but athletes. So there's so many tears that you have to oversee, so, but it all centers around emotional support and how people yeah. being comfortable. Talk about that. 
So what I would say is that I think it's all of those things, Rashawn, that you mentioned. It is, I am either I'm not comfortable, I want to go somewhere where I'm more comfortable. I want to go somewhere where there's more flexibility, or I want to go somewhere where I belong, or better yet, I want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to get growth. I don't think there's one specific answer around why, as we are talked about this, the great resignation and why people are making decisions to shift. And you're hearing all sorts of different perspectives around this. Not only is it a resignation, great resignation, but it's the great shift where people are making decisions that I want to go to work for an organization that looks like this, and I can make that decision now. And the reason why I'm making that decision is because of COVID. It's because mindfulness has come to the forefront around how I feel at work and mental health and all of those things that I have in my life. I am, you know, individuals are multidimensional. When you think about COVID and what we've dealt with, people have dealt with children at home, homeschooling, if they hadn't done it before, elderly parents, you know, you have gotten so many things that have occurred that individuals are making different decisions based on that. I'm going to tell you something. At the beginning of the year, you know, that's when the, the variant, Omicron variant, was just it's just exploding everywhere. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I employ people. And um, when I came back, you know, the first day back after the New Year's, that Monday, I had several staff members who had told me they had contracted COVID. COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Some were undergoing tests because I couldn't let anybody back into the office until yeah. they had given me a negative test and all that. And I would mm-hmm. tell you, as an owner, I was... I was angry and, yeah. and I was angry, but I had to make sure I didn't take that mm-hmm. anger and, and, and push it at my employees. And so, right. so I was dealing with an emotion that I shouldn't have to deal with, but I had to deal with it because yeah. uh, no one's asking to get COVID. Nobody wants, there's too many fears. Right. There's too many variables yeah. that are tied to that yeah. unknown. But I would tell you, I was frustrated and I had to calm myself down and think through the process. Remember, remember family first. That's what I always tell my employees. If they're sick yeah. or if they want to come to me, that doors open, you know, family first. That's my policy at my company. And mm-hmm. but I would tell you, it, 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 was that a natural or unnatural reaction for me to be? Well, I, I, I want to say frustrated, but I was annoyed that wow, why mm-hmm. me? I, I went into the mm-hmm. why me stage too, because yeah. I've been fortunate. I, I've been I'm double vaxxed. I, uh, I got the booster shot. That does not mean I can't get COVID. That's right. You know, that's right. but I am taking all the steps, and I, and so that's where I and all my employees. You know, they're double vaxxed. They're going through the steps and to be employed. They, you know, when we walk around, we wear a mask on. If we're two in the office, you know, because you, you, all my, I'm fortunate in my office space that, you you know, everybody has a private office. You know, it's a nicely yeah. spaced out office and it's, it's, the ceilings are really high. And if you, another person goes in the office, both, both people or multiple people have to wear masks. So I'm applying yeah. all those rules. How do you work with as many people? I'm a small company. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Or are you are you guys operating at a work from home policy? No, we're not. And I will tell you, from industry to industry, it 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 depends, right? I work in an industry where it's very much about fan engagement and where you have to be at a ball game and you have to have the experience of watching sports. But what I want to speak to first is you saying that you were angry, and I think the reality is that. We have to honor how we feel in this 
in this process and in this situation. And I, I hope that you were able to honor that you were angry about it because when you think about everything that happened and you talk about change, this change was placed on people. Mm-hmm. They didn't make the decision to have the change, you know? And so in the midst of all of this going on, not only were we going through a change of dealing with the pandemic, but the rules were changing on us from a corporate perspective, what we had to do based on what OSHA was saying. So we were having to constantly flex and be agile. And if that's not something you've had to deal with before, it is frustrating. Mm -hmm. It is angering. It's like, I want to do what's right. But in the midst of all of this, it's impacting me negatively. And so I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing and what we've tried to do in our organization is that we have been very vigilant in following COVID policies. And we've been very vigilant in making sure that it is about the health of the organization and people that that make up the organization. And so you find yourself... and, And this is different than I know that I've ever dealt with in my career as a HR professional, mm-hmm. is mindfulness has become the most important thing. So the health of individuals, not only physically, but mentally, has become paramount. And I'll be honest with you, that's not something that I dealt with five years ago, 10 years ago. Like we had EAP, right? right. And you didn't think about it anymore. And now you have to figure out as an organization how you incorporate mindfulness in a way that is meaningful and that you can engage your employees in a way that they understand where you are, but you are also trying to support them in the areas that they're having to deal with this. Doctor, Because it's real. I'm, People are dealing with it. I mean, it's real. It, it, doctor, I've, I'm on my couch. My feet are up. So I'm relaxed. <laughs> I'm in Zen mode. Thank you. Thank you. You brought Rashawn McDonald back, you know, because, you know, you have that soothing voice. You know that, right? You know, you, you, you have that voice. Re- relax, Rashawn. Relax. It's going to be all right. You'll be right back with Dr. Doretta Rhodes. Just not leaving anything. We have a lot of questions about interview mistakes, how to get all these great things that she has experienced, unfortunately, for a lot of people, and also helping them get some great careers started. I, sometimes I feel like I do more work now because of Zoom than I, I can't get away. I'm on the phone at 8 o'clock at night. I'm on the phone at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's really, we really have, are in a different workspace now. And when I say those things, uh, Dr. I'm going to just say doctor because I'm still on the couch. <laughs> what has been the most compelling change in the work environment, I was like say, over the last 10 years? Oh, my gosh. I, I would even say in the last five years. Um, let's start with technology. Right. Technology has shifted the way in which everything is done. And so you make a really good comment around the fact that when do people really have the opportunity to unwind? So now, whereas before, where you didn't have Blackberries, and then it went, well, at first it was pagers, Blackberries, right. <laughs> cell phone. You know what I'm saying? So there's an evolution that happened right, from a technology right, standpoint. Right, right. Now you got Zoom, and you can talk to anybody anywhere and still sit in your desk. Mm-hmm. And so I think as you've seen the evolution of that and how that's made that more high touch, what's that, what that has done is it has required people not to unwind and not to be able to actually have mindfulness and get away get an opportunity to get away unless you force it, right? Right. And I think that as we have seen um, the different, all of the different generations that have come into the workforce, you've got some individuals, you've got your millennials, you've got your Gen Zs now, which are the ones that are coming out now and going into the workforce. 
they are looking at you and demanding something different because these individuals never knew what a paper application was. I mean, when you start thinking about how things have happened from not only how you hire staff. I mean, remember when we used to put an ad in a newspaper? (laughs) Right, right, right. Folks were like, and and you had paper applications. If I were to go to someone now who were my son's age, they're 23, Mm -hmm. 21, and 20, and I would say to them, you need to fill out an application, they'd be like, what, online? Like, like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Is there an app? What do you mean? I have to, you know, use paper and pencil. So I think that we've seen an evolution. I think that in doing so, our leaders have had to make a shift in terms of how do you engage employees in a different way. But this is the other key to that. Mm -hmm. You've got more than three generations in a workplace. And when I've just talked about all those things that I just mentioned, all of those individuals are sitting in your your workforce, and all of them have to be engaged differently, and Mm -hmm. you as a leader have to figure out how do you do that to have them want to be here, be a part of the organization, and as I mentioned before, feel included. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm an amazing cook, so I keep them engaged with my food, doctor. I'm going to let you know. They, <laughs> well, that's, I, well, hey, you know, that's, 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 I win every time with my desserts. They, they stay engaged <laughs> with me. But it, it, was, it was so funny because, you, you know, I, when you were talking, I remember my daughter. My daughter, she's graduating yeah. from college this semester. And so, you know, yeah. I'm sitting up here, you know, just, just looking at different techniques I use to get, in, get a job, fill yeah. out that application manually. I remember one of my first jobs yeah. I got, you know, it was because uh, uh, I went to college to be a civil engineer my degree winded up being a uh, mathematics and so you know mm-hmm. they teach in civil engineer how to write block and i got that yeah. job my first job because i filled my application in block lettering and the, mm. he was so impressed he went wow you did your entire application in the correct textile of a civil engineer that's how i got yeah. my job so it was like yeah. that technique i use would not help me today because i'll be online yeah. and if i did block they look at me going what are you doing was, was the key yeah. stuck was a key stuck yeah. and, and so so those little <laughs> techniques that i use those little tricks i really can't help her but it still comes down to the interview process you that really, is correct. That is still the key. Then she tells me, well, I just called and then I just left a video and or I left a message mm. asking. It's so many different, I think, un, not, not, they're not personally engaged. How, what is no. the, how, how is the work yeah. environment where you at and how do you cut through the clutter? Because you're in the people business. You're in the service person. So people that <laughs> yeah. you bring on board can't be grumpy. They can't have bad days. Yeah. So you really yeah. do have to see them, bring them in, and make sure they have the right attitude for the for the service business that you provide, correct? That is correct. And it's interesting that you say that because I think when you start talking about the evolution of all of this, the one thing that has never shifted is connectivity and how people are made to feel. And so when you talk about if we are, if it's about fan engagement and if it's about the experience that you have when you come to one of our games, and if you're not feeling as if you have been welcomed and that you're a part of a community, you're not coming back. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I think that, and again, this is really prevalent in industry, the industry that you're in and what you're having to do, but all of that has to do with connectivity and community. And that's what's been so important. And you can find that out. Like you, you can have a conversation, which is important. You can have a conversation and even do it on a video right. with someone. And you can 
ask the, the, ask the important questions, and you can get it through a video. You can get it through a Zoom call or a – you can even get it on a phone call. You can tell – when someone is not there with you, but you're on the phone with them, if they're smiling, yes. you know? Yes. And so those yes. are the type of things I think we still as leaders have to train and talk to our younger professionals about in terms of what you do, because beyond that, you've got to network and you've got to create situations where people are going to want to know you and have you a part of their organization. Well, you know, I'm, I'm talking to um, a very happy person, everybody. She got a Ph.D. in adult education from the University of Georgia. I already told y'all where she works, the Atlanta Braves. So uh, do you have a championship ring? Are you bragging like that? You, got a big, you have a big ring on each finger here? What's going on here? <laughs> well, you know what? It has been a good year for me. I will say that between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Braves, I cannot complain. And, and 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 that's where the whole uplift because I, I I previously had an office in Spaces which is right a stone's yeah. throw from the Truist Park where you where the Atlanta yeah. Braves play and so oh, yeah yeah uh, great I, you know I know that little ice cream place love that little ice cream place uh, <laughs> Jenny's you know, the, oh, my, oh I walk in there I'm just I lose my mind you know because I just love yep, ice cream I just yep, love ice cream yep. the the the, the, the Mexican restaurant right there on the corner. Yeah, I know yeah. all my my hamburger joint right there next to the park. <laughs> my barbecue place right there. That whole Battery yeah. Park experience was is inviting to me because I go across yeah. the street get my nails done. You know, my you know, toenails. <laughs> you know, you probably gotta look good sometimes. My feet be hurting. Yeah. I gotta go and get my feet done yeah. sometimes. So yeah. that's so yeah. so when I hear the Battery Park, so are you handling the entire experience over there as well as the Atlanta Braves minor league and major league properties? So. So I have the fortunate um, opportunity to work with our battery development team, and mm-hmm. that team consists of the individuals that handles all of the leasing that was that is in the battery development. And so it's an amazing team, a mighty team that does that. So yes, I support that team as well. Now, when you say the word support, when you say support, is that just uh, through the hiring process or what? Yeah, through everything. So every aspect, every human resources aspect that they have. And now with the other um, roles that I have as well in my in my job. But yes, everything from the hiring to the development to promoting all of that. Yes. And so, you know, my life is, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. But, um, you know, I grew up, but when I was born, rotary dial telephone was still rocking, you know, yes. took you all yes. day to dial 911 on the rotary dial right. telephone. Okay. Right. Then, right. I, then I got up to, uh, you know, the answer machine. Oh, you had an answer machine. I had a friend of mine. He did a Mr. T voice on my answer machine. Oh, I, wow. I, 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 I was, I was, I was, I was winning here. I was winning. So I had to, I had to leave home. And then when I came home. I answered my mail, you know, my message. Click, yeah, you call yeah, me. So, yeah. so, so then the pager came out, okay? And then, you know, so that, that meant if it hit me, then I know who was calling me, but I had to go to a pay phone or I had to go back home or go somewhere to, to return that phone. And then that, soft, that cell phone came out. And the cell phone was expensive. So, but after 9 o'clock, you know, after 9 o'clock, it dropped real cheap. So uh, from yeah. 9 a.m. to 6 a.m., you know, I was busy on that phone or on the weekends. You know, you couldn't get me off my cell phone. But during the day, mm-hmm. you called me. I had to hang up on you. Uh, no, hold up, hold up. Call me at the 9. Call up if you just mm-hmm. want to talk. And so now we have video phones. We have video conferencing. Like that whole process, I know it was it was a snowy weekend. 
And I was mm-hmm. still doing, I would think, the amount of work I would have been doing if I was in my office. That, how, that is how much technology has come into our life and changed the way we approach our daily look of, 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 of family planning, family outings, and vacations, correct? Right. That's exactly right. And when you look at these things, how do I, if I'm, if I'm, because you, you over all that over there, how can someone, if they're interested in the Atlanta Braves organization through the property over there, how do they apply? Do they go online to apply? Or yes, what, how does that is. work? Mm-hmm. You can, and if you can go to braves.com backslash jobs, right? You see all of the posting of the jobs that we have. And my recommendation is that if there are people that you've connected with, because that a lot of times is how that works. Right. But we look, we we are able to go through everyone that's posted for a position. Wow. And we know, yeah. So, so, and it's different than it was before, right? It really was because it used to be you call in or not calling you, um, you did the applicant. You did you did an online not online you did a ad and you wrote in and you sent in your resume and that's so different now. The other thing that's really important that people have to know and understand is that now there's a log a logger I'm going to say this correctly. I'm going to try. <laughs> she's, she's a TED a Talk speaker, y'all. TED Talk. Thank you. A logarithm <laughs> that happens when any any time you apply online. So if there's a job description that is attached to the position that you're applying for. You need to ensure that your resume that you attach to that job description that you're putting online, it is actually matching the words or matching the experience that you said that you have on that job description that's posted. Uh, before she leaves, I wanted her to comment on, uh, uh, you know, just groundbreaking. We've seen it in football. We've seen it in basketball. Now in baseball, we have our first female minor league and. Uh, coach in the Yankees baseball organization. Uh, these things shouldn't be groundbreaking, but they are. And when they do happen, we have to acknowledge them for the great things, the great, the great accomplishment, not only for that person, because they have to deal with uh, a lot of uh, negative things that they shouldn't have to deal mm-hmm. with. Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. when he broke into baseball, he dealt with things he shouldn't have to have dealt with. But you need somebody to get in there to start making it feel normal so the next person gets in there, it feels normal, and it becomes a cycle of positivity. When you when you heard about that, what were your thoughts, and what, what is the rationale? Is that part of the diversity, equity, and inclusion that we talked about earlier in our interview, or what is it? I think it is. I think that you're not only in baseball, you're seeing this actual inclusion of women in football and mm-hmm. basketball and broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I think what happens, and this is the important the importance of when you talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's always so much easier for you to deal with someone that looks like you and has the same thought. Because guess what? There's no argument. Everybody goes along. But the question is, does that create innovation? Does that create you moving forward in a very proactive way? Does that have you being in, that you are having excellence in everything you do, and it's not. It is harder to have diversity, equity, and inclusion because you have to seek it out. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional around how you do it, and you have to be open to thoughts and ideas that are different than yours. So diversity, equity, and inclusion ju- just is not, and I say this all the time, and people typically have a, have a, um, 
a, a visceral reaction, but I'm like, diversity is not just about the body bag that you sit in. I just described it's all of those things, every aspect. My thought process may be different than yours because I grew up differently. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Kansas City. I have a different thought pattern. I have a different language pattern. So when we begin to accept individuals and engage them in a way with which they want to share, you open yourself up to this amazing world that creates innovation and creates progress. And for some people that may be daunting and scary, but to get to the next level, that's how you have to do it. Wow. Well, my friend, I want to thank you, Dr. Rhodes, for coming on my show, talking about, you know, just breaking it down. And I definitely want to invite you in the future because I really wanted to talk about the whole you know, interview process and how people oh, yeah. can protect themselves. And that's just another interview. But more important, I wanted to introduce <laughs> to this platform that I do on the HBCU campus, you. You are black yeah. excellence. You excel. You deliver information that we need to hear and we need to be communicating that people like us are making these game changes decisions that are happening at facilities like the Atlanta Braves, they major in minor league park, that whole battery park experiences over there. Because it was a while back, you know, it wasn't us. We were we were not yeah. we're not giving an opportunity. And congratulations, because I know the journey sometimes it can be daunting. But the accomplishments yeah. that you're achieving are very special. Thank you, Dr. Rhodes, for coming on Money Making Conversation. Absolutely. And I have to admit and say, I'm also a Clark Atlanta grad, too. So oh, I had to put that in there. Oh, 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 see, see, I didn't see that. On, I'm, 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 now I'm yes, mad. Sir. I'm going to see. Oh, come I got on my now. MBA. I got my MBA from Clark Atlanta. I'm just saying, I had to put that in there. There you go. There you go. We're we rocking both ways here. Thank you very much. A.K.A. All right. All right. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. I appreciate you. Uh-huh. We talk soon. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Please join us next week and always remember, lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with Alisa Bowens Mercado, owner and brewmaster of Rhythm Brewing Company. We discussed how her mission to attain economic empowerment led to her making history by becoming the first African-American woman-owned beer brand in the state of Connecticut. Then I was drinking the beer and I'm like, nothing reminded me of my grandmother's. Nothing reminded me of normal, regular beer that I grew up drinking. So with that said, on the way home, um, I'm in deep, deep, deep thought. And my husband said, "What? why are you so quiet? He's like, Mike, did I do something? And I said, no. I said, but thank you for bringing me to this beer festival. I'm going to make my own beer. If you want to listen to this full interview with Elisa Bowens Mercado, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.